Galatians 2.20. Paul says, you know, I no longer live. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I just want to tell you, church, that you're off the hook. You don't have to make your own life. You don't have to pretend to be anyone. You don't have to live up to a standard because you no longer live because Christ lives in you. And he's calling you. And it's going to hurt because parts of you are going to die because you no longer live. But if you want to take up the space and the place that he has for you, then that is what he's calling you to do. He's calling you to a life of surrender, to a life of vulnerability, to a life of love. And there's no greater adventure than following Jesus Christ. I just want to pray for you. Lord, Holy Spirit, we just thank you right now that somehow in your infinite wisdom you know every single one of us here and the place that we're in in our life, God, and you can minister individually to our hearts today. And we want to give you our hearts and surrender again this morning. We want to surrender our life. We want to surrender our dreams. We want to surrender our property, Lord, our finances, Lord, our, our school, Lord, whatever we're doing and whatever location we're in, Lord. We just want to lay it down to you, Lord, and just give it to you, God, because in another hundred years, God, it actually matters what we did at these times, Lord. It doesn't matter what we accumulated, God, but it mattered what we surrendered to you, Lord. And we just want to surrender our lives again. And we ask that you would just invade us and speak to us and, 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 and enlarge in us and put your finger on those parts of our heart that we maybe we just need to give over afresh again to you, Lord. We just release offense, Lord. We release uh, fear, God. We, we release our insecurities, Lord. We release our to-do list, God. And we just receive your grace, your amazing grace, your unconditional love, and the assignment that you have for our lives. In your awesome name, amen. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them that they're an amazing child of God. Take a seat. lovely to have everyone here today on a very special Sunday and if you're visiting with us wonderful for you to join with us today um, I may be slightly emotional at times today partly because of Diasa going well mostly because the Diasa leaving and also a very small sleep last night a <laughs> um, couple of notices uh, that we've got happening in our in our church family um, so Julia Scarf, she is uh, an amazing artist here at our church, and uh, she's actually been an art teacher for the last 22 years. She actually uh, she exhibits nationally as well, and is a fantastic artist. Now she um, wants to give 
uh, her time to anyone who would be keen in uh, developing their art lessons, uh, their art ability. You don't have to be an incredible artist. Um, she says it's all about your attitude, and um, she's her her um, series is on learning to draw with the right side of the brain or from the right side of the brain. And so um, these are going to be commencing from 16th of March, and you can register at info or flick um, and email off to Julia. It's only going to cost you the cost of a pencil and a piece of paper initially. So there's no no other, um, she's not charging for it, she's just giving of her time. So it's a six-week course, and then there'll be another block of six weeks after that. So we're all about developing um, creativity and the assignment and blessing that God has on creativity here and so it's wonderful that Julie is actually making a bit of room for this to be developed here at church so very awesome Uh, and next notice is that we have got girl time when I say we I say the girls have got girl time Uh, that's happening this week at uh, Tracy's house in Cust it's going to be a dessert night and we've got an amazing guest speaker Katie Husband's going to be there so Go, Katie, if you're here today. It's exciting. If you're not, it's still exciting. Uh, so, yeah, they are our notices this morning. It's on Tuesday night. Yes, thank you. It is Tuesday night. So there may be other details. You can go and see Laura or check out our Facebook page. There's more stuff there. Awesome. Very cool. That's the notices. How about you just say hi to your neighbor for 30 seconds? Just have a bit of a chat. Maybe go someone across the other side of the room that you want to say hi to. Just go do that. Also, Envision. If you're a part of the Envision team, you can go out now. If you are 10 to 13 years, see you later. Awesome. Ah, wow. So good. Also, hey, it's wonderful to have uh, Tessa McGeorge. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, Tessa McGeorge from MAF, uh, which is the um, organization that Chris and Ruth and family are hooking in with to get over to Arnhem Land. And so Tessa's going to be sharing. Uh, this morning as well soon, so that's going to be wonderful to have you here. How about we give Tessa a hand, because she's come all the way down from Auckland. Love to have you with us, Tessa, today. Yeah, so um, yeah, we're all, we're all about um, celebrating and sending out the awesome DR family this morning. <sighs> that's my first line. <laughs> from the home base of Thrive Church. I'm going to do a lot of reading, all right? <laughs> This is what Thrive is about. (laughs) Mission, we are about mission, local and international. Uh, We strategically uh, feel called to Arnhem Land uh, and to Cambodia. And um, this is is a responsibility we feel as a leadership team, and therefore it's also a privilege, but it's it's something that as a church we want to own together. 
um, that we are sending them together. And so today, um, at, at the end of the service, we're going to really just kind of commit to love and support these guys as they go through prayer, through Facebook, through, uh, you know, finances if you want to. And um, we are very much a launch pad for them, and we are, are a part of their assignment and um, they go with our full backing, eh? You guys go with our, with our full backing. We are right in behind you. I'm not going to look at you. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I just want to just, I guess, frame um, what they're doing with a couple of verses. One's a bit random, and then the other one might make a little bit more sense. Um, but biblically, I want to frame the step that they're taking. And so we've got PowerPoint up, thanks, Tim. Um, and this is from Acts, uh, I think it's Acts 2 or Acts 3. Acts 3, there we go. Um, let me read this. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried uh, to the temple gate called Beautiful. Uh, there he was put every day to beg from those who go into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do I have I give you. What I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Take him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then um, he, uh, he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. You know, we are, we're a part of a kingdom that has the intentionality of transformation right in behind it like the heart of heaven is to see lives transformed like that's God can't help it that's what he does he isn't a little bit of love he is all love he doesn't just think maybe I'll give a bit over here today and a bit over there everything he does is done from a heart of love and he wants to see transformation um, and the amazing privilege for humanity is that we have this access to uh, this kingdom that is transferable. It is a transferable kingdom. Like God wants to, to he can only do what he wants to do through our lives. Uh, in Genesis 1, 28, um, it says this, that God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and increase in numbers. Fill the earth and subdue it. You know, everything that God had about that statement and intended with that statement was for people to go with his message and his heart and his insight and his vision and go and bring transformation to exchange uh, a place of chaos for a, a, a place of beauty because they went and they left their mark because they took something and they transferred it from heaven to earth. Jesus said, pray like this, you know, didn't he? He said, let your kingdom come on earth as it would be in heaven. It was a transformation prayer. It is an exchange prayer. It's a prayer that brings access from heaven to earth so that we can move in this assignment of transformation. We are called to transfer the kingdom of heaven. Um, we were, uh, Deb and I, a few years ago, we were going up to a wedding in uh, Tauranga, and we, uh, a couple of months prior, we booked the flights to Tauranga. I loaded them in on the laptop, and you know, I passed the laptop to Debbie and said, can you check that I've got all the times right here? And she was like, sweet, yeah, darling, you're awesome. I don't need to check. Uh, no, she did. She checked, uh, just saying. And um, we, uh, for our 9 a.m. flights, and we turned up at the airport, and and um, we uh, arrived there, and we checked in, and then we were walking away, and then uh, we got this, hey, hey, um, hey, you guys are really early. And um, it was one of the, the ladies from Air New Zealand desk, and she was like, you know that um, your tickets are for 9 p.m. tonight? And uh, we needed to be at a wedding practice about that time in, in, in Tauranga. And, and, and the, the tickets that we had bought, they were unfortunately, they were non-transferable. They, we were stopped. We were stuck. And we weren't going anywhere because they were non-transferable. But we, we thought, we're going to pray about this. And so we prayed. We, I think there, were, there may be tears uh, at that time. And um, 
And then, yeah, it was Abby, even though she wasn't there, darling. Um, it was, I remember, <laughs> it was Tristan and Asia that were with us. Uh, and so they, they came back to us, and because of the, uh, the position of authority that they had, they were able to actually sort it all out and put us on the next flight, and we were able to go there for no extra money. And it was just like, go, God, thank you very much. Go in New Zealand. Yeah, we were like, man, we're going to fly them, even if they're more expensive. That was a lie. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so these tickets became transferable. And, and so we were able to go where, where we needed to go because we had this uh, endorsement from the authority above us and that sent us to Tauranga. And we have that same endorsement from the King of Kings, the Father, uh, the, the Lord. We're not in a kingdom of democracy. We're in a kingdom of kingdom. And he's saying, go, and here's your ticket. Come on, transfer my kingdom from heaven to earth. You know, Peter, uh, in the Bible, he, he, it says he didn't have any money. He had nothing. He, 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 didn't, he didn't have money, but he had something. He had received power. And he says, silver or gold, I haven't got, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And so he stepped into that assignment that God had for him at that time, and he released the power of heaven through his life. And he walked in that authority and that assurance. The Bible says that even his shadow would pass by people and they would be healed because the kingdom was in this transfer state around his life. And that is amazing. God's intent is to fulfill uh, our lives by extending his kingdom through us. And I said earlier, you know, if, if we don't go, he won't show up either. Uh, we're to make disciples, revealing his intentions to those who are watching us or following us. Peter didn't have silver or gold, and no one can give what they don't have. Every one of us can give something, I believe, uh, whether, it's, whether it's a prayer or whether it, whether it is money. You know, I'm not, I don't want to say it's ever one thing, but God's called that assignment to you, and he, and he wants, he has given you what you need for your assignment. He has given you what you need. And maybe you don't have a lot of skills with finances, but maybe you're an amazing cook, and you can, you know, Go and make some muffins for someone. Or maybe you don't know which end of the car the engine is in, but you can cut firewood, you know? Now is the time to let God's light shine through your hands. We all have something to give. It says in Proverbs 11.25, a generous person will prosper. Um, he who re uh, refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. You know, your refreshment, your rest, your replenishing is found within your giving. It's, it's found within your going. It's found within your generosity. Who's ever, who has ever like just been feeling really bad about themselves and then you've just made yourself do something and you felt so much better about you know, your life? You've, you've done something. You've actually blessed someone. You've got out of yourself. And God knows this, and he wired us to be like that. Winston Churchill said this, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We are called to give, to pour out our lives uh, for the cause of Christ. And that's just a great privilege for us. Jesus was a world shaper because the kingdom of heaven was on tap <laughs> around his life. Wherever he went, just turned on the tap, and heaven flowed out of him. Um, Josh was talking with me about this Lance Wallnow post, and I went on, on Facebook, and um, Lance, uh, this guy says to Lance, or Lance says, uh, not long ago, uh, a man introduced himself to me after I spoke at an event. He's a professional ice cream uh, taste tester. <laughs> what a job. Somebody's got to do it. I know, come on, and it his tongue is insured for $1 million. And he is the inventor of uh, the fifth most popular ice cream in the world. He was walking through a grocery store one day, quietly praying in the spirit. And when he got the idea to smash vanilla ice cream with cookies, cookies and cream, he found the Nabisco burnt uh, chocolate cookie to be the perfect complement. Multiple millions 
of dollars later, he is still telling the story. You know, what a cool, like, who knew, eh, that, that God invented that ice cream? I'm going to eat that more often. It was like, I'm going to eat a little bit of heaven. God, that has got God's assignment all on it. Um, one of the verses I know that uh, Chris and Ruth have really uh, used for their family as, as, I guess, as a champion verse is that Matthew 6 uh, verse, I don't know, what, 33, there we go. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given back to you. The step that these guys are taking to go to Arnhem Land is a seek first the kingdom. It's a, it's a speaking in the spirit. It's a where are you leading me, God? It's a what is my assignment? And God has revealed their, uh, their assignment through those moments of prayer, through those moments of connection with God, and they're going to go out and be world transformation people, aren't they? They, uh, they, they're just going to do it. We're going to see the kingdom of heaven transferred in Arnhem Land and beyond because they're saying, I'm going to go. So today we're going to honor them later and pray for them. And um, you've received so much. And I just, I see you guys just releasing everything you've accessed. And um, it was just wonderful hearing speeches last night at, uh, at their um, uh, at their honoring party at the barn dance. We had an amazing time. And it just, Emma Seed's speech just blew me away. I was just like, man, what a wonderful family. And uh, it was a wonderful speech to hear. And so she was just talking about what it was like to live with these guys for years and um, just everything that she learned from them, uh, what, what, what does mum and dad look like. And so they're going to go into this nation and release that father and mother heart, that spirit of family into that region. So it's going to be awesome. Tessa. <laughs> just, let's just welcome Tessa up this morning. She's going to share. Thank you very much. It's such a privilege to be here today with all of you um, on behalf of this amazing family. And it's really special to be amongst you guys and just feel um, how much love is surrounding them as they go out to Arnhem Land. Um, as I'm going to share in a couple of minutes, that's such an important part of sending this family out, is knowing that there's support behind them. And um, being here today, I can really feel that and sense that amongst you guys, so that's awesome. Um, I am Tessa. I'm here today on behalf of Mission Aviation Fellowship New Zealand, which I'm sure you've heard plenty about. Um, so just so you know what I do with MAF, I take care of the recruitment process up in our office in Auckland. And when that's completed, um, I then am responsible for making sure that our families get over to their programs safe and sound with all their belongings. So I have had the privilege of journeying with the amazing Diath family from when Chris first turned up at the office to do his first test until today when we um, commission them and farewell them to their placement with MAF. Chris will testify to you that applying to MAF is no small feat. It's not for the faint-hearted. By the time I pushed the final pieces of paper in front of him to read and sign, he joked that by now he must surely have signed his house away to me. And I tell our candidates to always read the fine print in case they come back and find me living in their house. <laughs> the difficulty of the application with our organization is just a result of combining an industry like aviation with mission. Mission on its own is complicated enough as I'm sure you'd know. But when we add in the dimension of an industry that's full of um, regulations, paperwork, and safety, you start to get the picture of what our application process looks like. MAF is a really unique organization, and we require a certain caliber of person to work with us, fulfilling our vision of isolated people, spiritually and physically transformed in Christ's name. We not only ask our people to be passionate about seeing these communities transformed, but also to be prepared to live in more remote areas, live and work with other cultures, and be at the top of their professional game, like flying. So the reason I'm telling you all of this is to give you a picture of what Chris and his family have been through to get to this point today, where they're being sent out with MAF. 
I'm sure you've all heard quite a lot about what they're going to be doing in Arnhem Land, in the Northern Territories up there. Chris, of course, is going to fly our planes. And um, Ruth, I think, will be homeschooling. And all of them will begin adjusting to um, a very different culture, extreme temperatures, and a lack of all the familiar things that make life normal and easy. Um, they will be a testimony to those around them, uh, simply in how they love each other and how they work together as a family unit. That's a huge thing up in Arnhem Land. Um, MAF has a long history in Arnhem Land, and at the moment, we're the gateway organization up there for other organizations. And Chris, Ruth, Maddie, Chloe, Kayla, and Toby are all going to become a vital part of seeing those remote communities transformed. Now, you guys know better than I do from everything that I've heard last night and today that this is a pretty amazing family. The first time I really got to know this family a bit better was when I looked after the DF kids for nine days at a training course up in Auckland. And that's when I learned everything there is to know about the DF family. <laughs> I used to babysit a lot and I used to warn the parents, by the time I have babysat your kids for one evening, I'll know all your secrets. <laughs> but that was a really special time and it gave me an opportunity to bond with this family. Um, and I know we're not supposed to have favorites, but you know. <laughs> They're taking a huge leap of faith to start this new venture. And like I said, we know they're amazing. But it's really important to also understand that they can't do it alone. The most important factor in starting service with MAF is undoubtedly support. For this reason, as I mentioned earlier, it is amazing to be here today and feel the support that's coming from you guys. I've been so blessed by the love that's shown from you to them and their obvious love for you guys as well. I'm sure that many of you have committed finances and prayer and therefore you guys are implicit to their vision to work with Mission Aviation Fellowship. You are enablers and facilitators of this mission that they're going out to do. And for that, I'd like to personally thank you today. It's well known to us at MAF that our families who go out with a strong sending church behind them are much likely to do better because they go out in the knowledge that they're loved. There are people that believe in them. You guys have put your money on them and you're gonna be a part of sustaining them in their work in Arnhem Land. But your job doesn't stop today when they get sent out as I'm sure you know. They will need to be reassured of your love and prayers continually throughout their time in Arnhem Land. I've heard from many of our other families how nice it is to be reminded of the people at home that care about them in small things like emailing, sending parcels with things from home, sending letters, Skyping, remembering birthdays, anything like that. And having been here today, I feel confident that you guys are gonna fulfill that role of supporting them while they're up in Arnhem Land. And I also know that today is very bittersweet. You guys believe in their vision, but it's still not easy to say goodbye. In January this year, I farewelled my own big sister off to Papua New Guinea to serve with MAF there. And so I know firsthand how difficult it is. I believe in her vision, but I still had to farewell her. Although you may be far away from each other physically, you're definitely united in your passion for the kingdom, as Glenn was sharing earlier. Your desire to see others discover Jesus' love. And that's why I know you guys are willing to let this family go. In this way, you guys are partnering with the Death family and with Mission Aviation Fellowship as they head out to be Christ's hands and feet. I said to somebody in Papua New Guinea after my sister left that, I know what you guys are getting because I know what I'm losing. And I'm sure it's the same for you guys. You know how blessed the people of Arnhem Land are gonna be because you've been blessed by this family for so many years. So join me in praying for them as we commission them out this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Tessa. So, um, yeah, we're just going to move towards that time of um, prayer and um, commissioning. I just want to just say, you know, I just 
don't want to cry again, but uh, yeah, just just remember the first time I came to our church, uh, almost 18 years ago, and uh, I walked in, and um, Debbie had invited me, so there's no way I was not going, and um, uh, Chris immediately got out of his step, out of his chair, came over around the back, and um, just made room for me, and I sat down beside him, and and that was really cool. I felt really welcomed. And yeah, it was really awesome. And I just want to say that was an amazing moment. Uh, and it was the beginning of such a cool friendship that we've shared with you guys as a family. Just from a, this is a real family to family like thing right now. But yeah, we've just so valued your love, support, um, friendship. Um, we've had a lot of fights over the years. Water fights, food fights, <laughs> throwing custard at Ruth I think once. We always manage to resolve it. <laughs> We've had, we have had dis- differences of opinions, but man, it's just made us tighter and stronger. And um, we've got a real bond of trust. It's been a wonderful adventure working um, here at Thrive with Chris and, and Ruth over over the many years. And um, we just I just thank you for making room for us in your hearts along the way, um, even in uh, within leadership at this church as well. And so we just yeah we just want to say that we really love you guys. We're going to miss you like crazy as well. Um, Yeah, honey, would you like to? Yeah, we'll get the kids in, actually. Yeah, actually, was someone about to run out and get the kids in? And Pauline, would you like just to pop up and say a few words now? Yep, you can do that as the kids come in. Before I start on Chris and the family, um, on behalf of the family, I'm taking upon myself to thank all of you who over the last couple of weeks have worked so terribly, terribly hard with all that's gone on in our family, with Larissa's wedding and the barn dance um, last night, they were all absolutely awesome affairs and I know there's a whole heap of you put an awful lot of work into getting all that to happen and I thank you for that. Um, People say to me, um, how do I feel about this family going off to where they're going to? Um, And I must say, mixed feelings, sadness of course, but I think probably rather more gladness because of what they're doing. Um, It's not the easiest thing to do, um, but our family has had a, a long history of doing this kind of thing and I think it's probably inherent in in all our family to do something out of the ordinary. Um, I I don't have a leg to stand on because many years ago when our eldest was about um, about eight or thereabouts and Janet was a little younger um, and our third child was only a toddler, Chris wasn't even thought of, um, we took all our family away from their grandparents and their uncles and their aunts and all their family, we took them to what was then a very remote island in the South Pacific. It was accessible only by banana boat Um, Sometimes our supplies were um, only available about every six weeks or so. There was no no power, no communication except by a a sort of telegraph system that came through the government office and that was the only communication we had. Not like today. They are. <laughs> I can remember after 18 months, 
we got a generator. Um, and that, that was a real red letter day. So, uh, in, in fact, Chris and Ruth are going to somewhere that's almost equally as remote in many ways because of the inaccessibility of it all. Um, in this day and age, there's not too many places left in the world like that now, but that's where they're going. Um, as far as Chris goes, a couple of weeks ago, um, he spoke about all the, um, the involvement and, and what he had to go through to get to where they've got to. Um, and it, it, of course it does um, show what tenacity he has to achieve what, what the goal is. Um, and this is something that God has put in him right from the very beginning. I think I may have told you before that when, right from when he was a tiny baby, he, um, oh, by the way, he was, he's not a New Zealander, by the way, he's a New um, because when, some years after we been to the South Pacific, we did it all over again while I was pregnant with Chris, and uh, he was born on the island of Niue. Fortunately for him, he is a New Zealand citizen as of right. So there you are. Uh, where was I? Oh yes, the the um, the, the, the tenacity, the the stick at itness, whatever you like to call it. When he was a tiny baby and he was just crawling around the floor, we called it willfulness because if he set his mind to doing something, nothing on this earth was going to stop him doing it. <laughs> and he obviously, this is a God-given tray. Um, he, he's born with it. He'd used it. To, to further, to further the cause of, of God. Okay, that's fine. All right. Anyway, okay. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, because you know the little story I always tell was um, Chris got into the fridge one day and he was having a wonderful time. Um, mixing up the eggs and the bacon and all over, breaking the eggs and mixing them all up. So we took him away and he just kept going back. Nothing would stop him doing that. So that's, that's the sort of person he is and obviously this is, um, this is paid off. And um, you know, I think Glenn was saying a little bit earlier on about things that you've can find in yourself and I think all of us have something that we can turn around even if it's uh, a trade that um, perhaps is not terribly desirable. I think we can all try somehow to turn it around and use it for the glory of God. And, and that's and so I urge you to look at yourselves and do exactly that. And um, well, I think that's about all I've got to say, really. Um, of course, we're going to miss you. Um, there's hardly any of us left here now, but <laughs> but never mind. And um, we will fortunately be able to keep in touch much more easily than what we could when we did this. So. Okay, all right. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, thank you, Pauline. Okay, now as a church, like we've talked about this morning, we both have a privilege and a responsibility with these guys as we send them out. We have a privilege because we're the ascending family, and that's super exciting. That Thrive is sending missionaries to Arnhem Land. That's really cool. And we also get to partner with these guys to see the people of Arnhem Land 
encounter the love, the hope, the joy, the life and the freedom of Jesus Christ. That is cool. We're with them in this. But we have a responsibility too. We're not just sending them out today and that's that. We're going to partner with them every day, every week, every month for however long those guys are out there. We're going to stand with them and support them. In a minute, I'm just going to get everybody in this church to stand up. And we're just going to agree to a few things together. So I'm going to say some stuff. And at the end, if you can say yes to that, then just say yes, we will, whatever um, you want to say. Kids, this is for you as well. Because these guys need you too. You're amazing. They need your support and your friendship and your encouragement, your Skype calls, your FaceTimes, your notes, all of that. It's going to be amazing for these guys while they're over there. So church, can we just stand together? We have a wiggle worm out the front this morning. So this morning, church, will you commit to stand with these guys, to support them, to encourage them, sending those texts, those emails, the letters, the gifts? Will you pray for them? Will you be their friends? Will you love them? Will you follow those gentle nudgings and proddings from God when he just puts them on your heart? You guys willing to do that? Yeah, we will. Amen. Thanks, guys. Let's just get the diaths right out the front here now. That'll be cool. And um, for those who want to come and stand around them and pray for them, that would be wonderful. And just to speak over their lives. This is um, this is our chance just to encourage them as they go, and we send them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, God. Yeah, Jesus. This is such an exciting day. Yeah, we just we thank you for new beginnings. Not just the end of uh, chapters, but the starts of new books, Lord. And we just uh, we just see this as uh, the beginning of a of a wonderful new story in their lives, Lord. We just give you thanks today for for these guys that you actually um, it was your idea that to have the diaths in our world, and um, we just thank you for the time that we've had with them, and hopefully the time that we're going to continue to have with them in the future, Lord. But at this time, we just thank you for this new chapter and this new book that they're, they're going to write, Lord, and you're going to write in their lives, God. And Holy Spirit, we just we just release your comfort over them as they go. We thank you for your divine hand of protection and of guidance. We thank you that you are the one who leads them into all truth. And we just yeah, we release the spirit of truth that people would be watching them and just going, God is working through these guys. Look at them go. Look at them fly. Look at them run. Look at them follow Jesus Christ. And we just, yeah, we release the cause of Christ over these guys, the fullness of the cause of Christ over their lives, that they would carry this mantle uh, of the love of Christ, of the love of the Father and the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Lord, that they're a family that have moved in signs and wonders and will continue to move in the miraculous in Jesus' name. Lord, we see storms moving as they declare them to go in Jesus' name. We see spiritual climates shifting in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, we see hearts softening and walls coming down and lives opening up to the gospel in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you that freedom is over their family, that their banner is, you know, their ba- your banner is love over them, but they just carry this incredible brand of freedom around their lives, and they are freedom fighters and freedom carriers, Lord. We bless them, and we send them and commission them in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yeah, Chris, just as, um, it was actually as Glenn got up and shared that, that verse from Galatians 2 about being crucified with Christ, and I had a picture of, uh, of Jesus on the cross, and then on the cross next door to him was you.
And uh, I remember yesterday he said at the party, someone said to you, Chris, are you excited about going? And he said, oh, I don't know if I'm excited or not. I don't know what I feel. Uh, and I thought this morning, you know, it's because dead men don't get excited, but resurrected men do. And uh, I just really believe that as you guys go into Arnhem Land, that there's going to be, you know, um, you know that you've you've served here, um, you know, you've you've done so much over here, and um, you know God's asked you to give all that up, and you have. And I know that there was a struggle in that because you had dreams and visions and all those sorts of things, but you really felt this is what God wanted you to do. And I just believe that you have gone through a bit of a, I guess, a dying to self process and that you've put yourself up on that cross and, you know, you're uncertain about what this is going to be like and is it going to be everything you hoped and dreamed. And I just feel to say that that, that it is, that you are going to come to life in a way that you never have before. That you are going to breathe like you've never breathed before. That, you know, your, your walk will change. Your, um, you know, your vision will change. The, your entire life is going to change. And, and it will be from almost as dramatic as, as night to day, dark to light, death to life, that you will go, man, I, I never knew that I could feel so alive, so fulfilled. And, uh, yeah, I just encourage you in this moment, you know, right before you get on the plane tomorrow and you head over and you go through all of the, you know, last-minute trainings and stuff, and any time that feeling comes up like, oh, Heck, I hope we've done the right thing. You know, to just just go, you know what? We have done the right thing. This is, we are on the edge of, you know, what we have been called to do our entire life. This is, it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fantastic. And, and don't worry about your kids. They're going to love it. I, I was thinking yesterday, I don't have a single negative memory of the two and a half years that we spent in Papua New Guinea. Not one. All I have is positive memories. You know, this is going to, this is going to be great for your kids. It's going to be great for Ruth. It's going to be great for your marriage. I'm so excited for you. I got through the teary, but now I'm feeling awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so good. I'm so pumped for you. It's going to be great. I had a word for your children. Sometimes when mum and dad, for Maddie and Kayla, Chloe, where's Toby? Toby, is he down there somewhere? When mum and dad say, right, we're off on the mission field, you know, sometimes children hear from the Lord too and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's a matter of just following in obedience. I know, Maddie, we joked with you when you came to our house about seeing you in National Geographic. Well, um, I really believe that one day. But the this, this word I got was for your children was evergreen. And it comes from Jeremiah 17, verse 7 to 9. And it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is like the tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bring fruit. I saw um, your mum and dad in the worship. Chloe and Maddie, you were standing behind them and I saw a path opening up for you behind your parents and your parents had made a way for you and it wasn't the same way that they'd gone, it was as if the path had different branches that could go off in the directions that were right for you and I saw that there were things that you were giving up and the Lord wanted you to know that he sees that and he has so much more to give you and there will be opportunities that will open up for you. There'll be blessings, there'll be challenges, but it will all be in a good way. And never to forget or doubt how much the Lord loves you, and he will protect you and provide for you as well as your parents. Life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. And remember that the Lord is the light to our, your path and the lamp to your feet. And when you choose paths and give new things a go, he will be where with, there with you just as much as he is there for your mum and dad.
Yeah, um, you guys are amazing builders and uh, you are master builders in, in all sorts of ways in the kingdom, church, family, stuff like that. And I believe that as you get over there, it's like the what's already been done amongst the Yongu people is waiting now for what you carry and that you are coming as master builders to now build on what's already gone ahead. And it's like, it's almost like in a sense that God's hands are tied until you get there um, because they need what you carry at this phase. It's just like that Esther thing um, for such a time as this. And uh, just see a lot of joy and rejoicing, a lot of healing, a lot of healing of relationships and families. I think the whole family thing is going to be really significant um, in amongst everything else. There's a People are going to trust you quite quickly, um, every, each one of you, because they, they're going to see what there is in your amongst you as a family, and they're going to warm toward that very quickly. So we're... We're excited about getting the emails back and hearing what's happening. And it's a bit like with um, Graham and Lucy Fawcett and the way that we've followed them, New Life Missionaries, for years. It's such a delight to pray because you know something's going to happen and you're going to hear about it. And it's just that you're right there with them all the way. So we're really proud of you. Really proud of each one of you. Toby, wherever he's hidden. Yeah. Firstly, Chris, I put a hole in your office wall today by mistake. I apologise. <laughs> Peter Frew, I also apologise. Is that a picture of a branch on fire? God has declared right now that your bushfires is going on ahead of them. Lord, that your spirit just makes a way. And God, we just right now, we just declare right now that your spirit is just making such a way. Such a way. Holy Spirit, Lord, we just release like now, Lord, just like more over the kids, especially over Toby, I just see like the imagination and the excitement coming alive. I'm like, man, like, what if God could do this? And what if God could do that? And what if this could happen? And we just speak right now, Lord, Lord. I just speak an increase of imagination over the kids. I'm like the craziest thing, man, a missionary has never done that before. Holy Spirit, God. Lord, we just thank you so much. And Chris, I just want to, Just honour the dad that you've been. Hey, Chris, I was uh, thinking about uh, Jesus when he was speaking. He said... Uh, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. And uh, the picture I got was that time when uh, Israel were going through the wilderness and the fiery serpents were all around them and they were biting them and killing them. And uh, God commanded Moses to uh, create a bronze serpent and lift it up on a pole. And um, whoever would look upon that pole would be healed. And uh, I felt that God's kind of sending you out into into a wilderness, uh, and uh, He's kind of going to make you like a rally point, um, so that as people uh, uh, look to you and come to you, you'll be pointing them to uh, to Jesus. And as they uh, encounter Jesus, that there'll be healing, there'll be deliverance, there'll be freedom. And it's just going to be an awesome, awesome time of healing and breakthrough for that land.
um, I saw a picture of a golden cloak just coming around the whole family right now. So, God, I just released that mantle of um, family to the nation of Arnhem, Arnhem Land right now, just falling on the family. Just mother and father and brother and sisters just falling on them right now. In Jesus' name. Um, Ruth, I just uh, have a picture of, well, a word for you. Um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit just say that you are like the pool of Bethsaida. Um, like you're just someone who's just stirred all the time. You're stirred in the Spirit. You're stirred about Jesus. You're stirred about the uh, the healing power. You're, you're stirred about His love. And as people just come around you, they just get stirred and they wash and, and they receive healing. And I just see people really being around your life and receiving healing from your world uh, emotionally and physically. And so, yeah, Lord, we just, re- we just release that over Ruth, Lord that she, that healing anointing, that healing mantle, Lord, just the the greater vision, Lord, just lift her vision to be bigger again, Lord, again for healing, God. Just raise it up, even though it is massive, Lord. We just say more, Lord. Let us see higher, Father, and let your healing power and river flow like streams of living water from her life. Yeah, amen. Kids, I just had a um, picture for you, specifically Maddie and Chloe, actually. Um, you know, Transformers, like, um, so the picture I got was kind of like, you know, they're driving along as the vehicles, the cars and the trucks and stuff. And they are cool in that kind of function, they're doing a job, but then when they start to convert and kind of stand out into these robots, not that you guys are robots, but it's then that you see kind of the fullness of their power. And what I saw for both you guys, the kind of picture I got is, you know, is they kind of click up and in. The head's kind of coming and standing up tall and them just all of a sudden standing up. And that's what I just saw for you guys, that you guys are going to stand up tall. And that for for all of you guys, specifically you two, this is actually going to be a real time of thriving and just like new authority, new standing up and new knowing who God is in you and through you. This is just going to be an absolutely amazing time for you guys. And just as we're standing here too, I just got a picture of just a real fine kind of refreshing mist rain just coming and falling over you guys. So I just wonder if we cannot just all right now just pray a real refreshing over you guys. I know you've had a lot to do <laughs> in the last wee while, and we just want to send you out feeling totally refreshed and blessed. So, yeah, let's just all extend a hand to these guys. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for the gentleness of your presence. For that refreshing right now, just coming and settling on Ruth, Jesus. Just washing off anything that's just been hard or just just even the workload, the burdens of the last weeks and months, Jesus. Just wash over here and over Chris as well, God. I just thank you for your refreshing rain. Lord Jesus, just... Like new levels of your love just coming and washing over him right now, just settling deep into him, Jesus. Well, even just affirming for him again more of who he is as your son this morning. God, for Chloe, we just thank you for this amazing princess. And I just thank you for your refreshing all around her, Jesus. For your comfort, Holy Spirit. And I thank you that you're just going to give back to her a hundred times more than everything she's giving up to. God, I just thank you that she'll just feel your presence around her right now. Just just like that cloak that Connor was talking about. Just that comfort of your presence, of your embrace. For Kayla, Jesus. I just declare thriving over here today. And Jesus, I just thank you for the refreshing of your presence just coming invading every part of her, Lord. Be part of your mind, body, emotions, and spirit. We just thank you for absolute life to the full for Kayla. And Jesus, for this amazing, awesome man that you've created, we thank you for him, Jesus. I just thank you for your refreshing anointing just coming over him. 
And God, just as, as that picture as well that I had of that transformer just standing up tall, I just thank you that Maddie is a man who stands tall and is just going to continue to stand up in the anointing and the power and the authority that you have given to him. Thank you, Jesus, just for a new assuredness of who he is in you today. Just bless him, Jesus, and Toby, wherever he is. We just thank you for incredible blessing over him. We thank you that you're going ahead and preparing awesome friends for him too. Cool playmates, Jesus. We just thank you for your refreshing, your blessing, and your joy just to come around him. I just have a um, aircraft picture for you. Um, there are going to be times, obviously, when you're flying and you go through cloud. And when you're in the cloud, you get disorientated, as you're aware. And there's going to be times when on your walk with this adventure, you're going to be disorientated, like going through a cloud. But one of the most important instruments in that when you're flying is the artificial horizon. It tells you which way up you are. And uh, it's, it's just like that with God. Yes, you just trust in him like the artificial horizon, and he'll tell you which way up you are and which, which uh, way to go. Mm. Very good. Yeah, guys. Oh. <laughs> guys, thank you for the mother and father that you've called and created them to be. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you for the honor to be able to spend time with my kids <laughs> and be able to invest into them. Thank you for the honor to have spent time at North with Ruth and spend time and pray with her and pray for Kayla. I just lift you up, Chris. Um, when I was scared to talk to you. <laughs> oh, like a dad or a principal and you'd make it so easy. <laughs> oh, you laughed when I, oh, when I was scared. And you just showed your love and your grace. <laughs> and you believed in me. And I just thank you for that. And thank you for believing me. And I just lift you up. And I just honor you. You are a father of this house. You're a father to many of these people. You're a father to me. Thank you for the year you invested in me. Thank you, Ruth, it is your heart. Thank you for your motherly heart. I just declare God's overwhelming love <laughs> and joy for you. Kayla, I just love your smile. I just thank you, God, that you're going to work so much on a smile that when people see her in Adam land and they see her smiling, they'll fully know God's love and God's joy and God's freedom. I declare everywhere you go and every doctor that you may speak to that God's favor will be on your life. That when people see Kayla, when they see your family, they'll know that there's something different. They'll know that God is so big on you, that Jesus is fully with you, and the Holy Spirit lives in you and moves around you. I declare as you sleep at night and you're in that place, that you'll fully be aware of the goodness of God. I declare freedom, and I declare your love. I declare dreams. I declare that no nightmares will be in your house, in your household there, that no demonic things will be able to even step foot on your doorstep because of how good you are, God. I declare and speak your angels around the house that they'll be living in, and they'll be fully aware, and that, yeah, Toby, the creativity, it will fully be God. You'll be speaking to him in his dreams about how to do things, how to move. Oh, let's thank you, God. Let's just give these guys a hand right now. Let's just, yeah. We just honor you and we send you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't actually really, I don't, it's one of those moments where <laughs> there's just no words to say. <laughs> so, you know, I hope by now that you guys all know that we, that we love you so much.
we just so appreciate the love that you've shown our family as well. You know, I can't believe um, I've got to walk in here for another couple of years. This has been our home and family for 23 years. 23 years and one month, I walked in here and had an incredible encounter with God. Met an amazing family, and I've been honoured to be a part of it since. <clears throat> and I'm so thankful that that a body of water and a 16-hour car ride and all those things cannot build a great enough void between the love of a family. So we're looking forward to continuing to journey and be a part of this family. I've got brothers in England. I've got a brother in Melbourne. Still part of my family. Still very much a part of my family. We're still very much a part of this family. And we celebrate what is taking place here. We honor you guys. We thank you so much. The support, generosity that has flown out of this church to us over the years, but in particular in the last three months, it has just been absolutely incredible, and we're so thankful. So we love you. There's the, the two things I just want to leave you with is we love you, and we thank you. Thank you.